Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that's planning a glorious four-hour salute to all nations, but mostly Cobra, codename Legion Cub. So we're doing something new here today. We've got first, we've got a little bit of a preamble, uh, but we're recording this on StreamYard because you can just record without streaming it. And uh, there may be a couple little timing things that I'm going to have to deal with. I'll try and fix everything. I'll try and fix it all in post. Uh, But for the time being, bear with us. If there's any weirdness this week, it should pass. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on X at G.I. Joe Audible. You can watch us live on the Needless Things YouTube channel every other Monday. Our next live stream is October the 9th. And I will be giving away, I don't know why I'm reaching to show it, like the listeners are going to see this on the screen. Uh, I will be giving away a GI. They they can, they can feel it through their speakers. Uh, I will be giving away a GI Joe classified eel, a uh, somewhat sought after item at this point, uh, if, if I understand correctly. So everybody spread the word on that, tune in. Uh, if I'll put up the, our, our conditional requirements for the eel giveaway uh, on Audible Interlude podcast on Instagram, it's going to be a, a certain number of viewers are going to be required. And then out of those, we'll pick somebody and give them an eel. Um, we'll cover shipping and everything. Uh, so uh, Needless Things YouTube channel, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about Needless Things. Uh, we have shirts on Public from AI Pod to the full Audible Interlude logo. Uh, we need to come up with a new shirt. Maybe we need a hoodie or something like that. But go to Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Check out the links there or the pinned stories. Get yourself a t-shirt. And on that note, you guys, we got a few things to discuss before we get into our segments. Because it has been a busy couple of weeks for G.I. Joe Classified. Yeah. First, we got to talk about, have you guys gotten your low light yet? My low light and tunnel rat literally came in about 30 minutes before I logged into this recording. Okay. I got my tunnel rat. I have not gotten my low light. And my Firefly will also be shipping separately. So, well done, Hasbro. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't gotten shipping. the low light yet. Well, yeah. my low light and tunnel rat came in separate boxes. Like, but at the Hasbro same time. is at the same time. Hasbro is doing their due diligence of hey, we're gonna yeah. So uh low light, if you check out the review on the Needless Things YouTube channel, has big giant holes in the tops of his shoulders. Uh most classified figures have like a they've got a disc for the shoulder joint, and the shoulder is you know flush with the disc it looks great and for some reason low light and it it does not improve his articulation or his range in any way but he's just got these massive holes on the tops of his shoulders it's bizarre otherwise i really like the figure firefly has probably about an eighth of an inch gap between his abdomen and his waist 
and his abdominal crunch joint is just floppy loose. Uh, otherwise, Firefly is great, and you can move the belt up to cover that gap. You shouldn't have to because then it looks weird because he's got a belt and a belt. Uh, it's it's just odd. Uh, you know, I've seen a few people post on Instagram that their um, Range Vipers are like that. That and Mine is not, by the way. Um, but they said that the ab crunch on their Range Vipers oh, really? is, was well, real loose. I've seen it about, uh, people have said it about low light as well. In my low light, all of his joints are as good as they could possibly be. Uh, in my Range Viper, so here's a weird one. My Range Viper, neck down, great. Everything works really well. But I noticed the head just didn't have any range of motion whatsoever. Which is ironic, considering his name. Mm-hmm. Is Range Viper. <laughs> uh, well, don't even get me, don't even get me started on the Stormtrooper ruler that came with this smuggler crate that I reviewed because they sent it to me for free. Uh, that is in centimeters instead of using the Imperial measurement system. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my Range Viper's head is like stuck, and I just thought uh, it's just not very mobile or it's super tight. I just I didn't think much of it because I just liked the rest of the figure so much. And then I read on his tank that somebody discovered theirs was glued on. Like the head was glued onto the ball peg. So Why I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to take a closer look at mine oh. now because it's entirely possible that that's what the case is. Uh otherwise though, Range Viper top tier classified yeah. figure. I love it. Uh Crimson Viper, also really good. I mean it's it's just another Viper, but quality wise, it's good. I like the look of it. Uh Tunnel Rat. So you got Noel, you've got your tunnel rat? I have I haven't opened him yet though. Oh, okay. Christian. Yeah, I have him. As okay. soon as we're done, I'm opening him. Okay, yeah, it's 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 a good thing you guys didn't know we had a show coming up or anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could open him right now yeah, while we're could. recording because I'm fighting that urge. <laughs> it's he's great, but he's got so much loose stuff on his torso that moves around every time you touch him because he's got. His shoulder holster, his bullet strap, his bag, and it's all loosey goosey on his torso. It's 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 not bad. Maybe it's just he does annoying. that because he doesn't want you just touching his torso all the time, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time I'd, I'd gotten that message and received it. Uh, and then yesterday, my Steel Core set arrived. Really, really dig it. Yeah, the post you made, I was like, ooh, I cannot wait for those to show up. And and when you once you have it in hand and get to fiddle with the shoulder pads a little bit, they they don't look as huge and weird. Uh but all of those reviews coming in the next couple of weeks and beyond on the Needless Things YouTube channel. I'm actually into not next week, but the week after that now. 
and Tiger Force Flint and Vipra are arriving this week too. It's crazy. Wow. It's like a new Joe's every week showing up. I mean, it, it really is. It's wild. And, and not to mention the other stuff that's coming that I'm like, when am I supposed to review this? Uh, all right. Any other? Did you guys see the news uh, about, um, so we know Joe's have been showing up at Ollie's. Mm-hmm. And Joe's, some classified figures are now showing up at Ross. Yep. Um, so five ninety nine at Ross, and they've been four ninety nine oh. at Ollie's. Yeah, Who's showing up at Ross. Zorana, um, Python Patrol, um, Crimson Guard, and I don't remember the Ross other. Ross Ross has always gotten like Target exclusives, mm. so um, that's not surprising that they're getting the Crimson the the Crimson Guard. Um, but uh, but yeah, they, they get a lot of Target uh, exclusive overflow. Um, <clears throat> I I have not gone to the Ollies or or Raw since I found that news out yesterday. Um, apparently, the uh, the Ollies as soon as they get a shipment in and they put them out, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. the ones around us empty out so fast. Well, um, so I stopped by the Ross near my house yesterday. And their toy section looked like a war zone. <laughs> so I am only assuming that you mean it was we... full of G.I. Joe's. Yes. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> as in like there really wasn't anything on the shelves unless it was a huge item. And you were just digging through all of the packages on the floor <laughs> oh, wow. to see if there were G.I. Joe's in there, which ours had been picked completely through. Speaking of Ollie's, a friend of the pod, Thor Golden Cub, sent me a photo yesterday or day before yesterday. Ollie's has now gotten in the, um, the model kits, the Target had so he did pick up um the snake eyes oh yeah he's gonna put it together and let me know he he had asked me if i wanted one and i was like "Eh." i mean it's snake eyes yeah so but i'm i'm curious to see what the quality is once he finally puts it together so yeah check your ollies for more than just classified and they've got uh plenty of those forever clever sets too Oh so yeah! Keep an eye out for those <clears throat> the the boot Legos. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which uh, I I I picked up several of those when I found them on at Super Clearance like uh, two years ago. Yeah, and I put together the Rattler, and it is it's horrible. The construction yeah. quality of those fee- of those vehicles is terrible. I basically bought a bunch of the Rattlers just to get a bunch of the trooper figures. Thinking, yeah. I'm going to set up a little display of these little tiny, not many figure troopers, and I'll see if I can just sell off all the Destros and Cobra Commanders. And they didn't even show up on eBay, so I don't even know what they would go for <laughs> if I sold them as a as a pair. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <Right>. Nothing. <laughs> if we took those to a live panel and had them as giveaways, we'd be like, "All right, hey, thanks for participating. Come on up and get your prize." They'd be like, "Eh, no thanks." <laughs> 
It might be a good uh, way to get rid of them, though. I'll, I mean, maybe I'll take them up to uh, when we're doing a convention as a as a table freebie when you you know you donate a dollar or something like that. Put, just put them in a little baggie so people can't tell what they're getting. Yeah, <laughs> here's your giveaway. Don't look at it. Blind bags. When you're walking around the con, just drop them. Yeah, they'll be on the they'll be all over the floor. People will be stepping <laughs> on them and screaming. <laughs> Because people walk around barefoot at conventions in my world, apparently. Unfortunately, I, I have seen that at Dragon Con. Well, yeah. And if you've got a costume that requires you to be barefoot. Yeah, if you haven't know. had a tetanus shot, I... If you're dressing like Quick Kick, come on. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you got to keep it real. That's right. Absolutely. You got to be You got to be true. Uh, I was... <clears throat> Curious if we should talk about the page punchers, but we can probably hold that over till our next news. Yeah, since yeah. there aren't pictures, I it's there. I mean, I guess not Marvel, but McFarlane has like pretty much every other major IP right now. Well, and the fact that they're they are you guys are right. I don't remember who said it, but like they're probably going to be based on the new comics, and that's a good thing. That's- because yeah, that's that what I'm thinking. They're gonna have stuff to sell right out of the gate to go with those comics. And yeah. I think the page punchers all come with a comic. They do. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> those are probably gonna launch alongside the, the comic. The press release at Toy Fair said they were coming with IDW comics, and that makes zero sense Ooh. because IDW does not have the license. Right. So you I hope they're not reprints of the IDW stuff. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. I mean, I, somebody probably I mean, just I was, it up. I, I, I right. I was thinking, okay, well, the new stuff hasn't come out yet, so they gotta have something to tell the you know Target and WalMarts. So they're gonna say the IDW. Yeah, but then when know. it comes out, it'll be the new stuff because. The timing fits and McFarlane and Kirkman are friends. Right. Yeah, I gotta think. And, or or maybe they launch with some IDW stuff and then they switch mm. to Skybound in a couple of waves or something like that. But the bottom line is it's gonna be getting G.I. Joe comics into Walmart and Target. Yeah. That's a good thing. This is rank. And file card. We are going through the history of G.I. Joe, a real American hero file cards. We started in 1982. We have moved on now to 1983. And I believe I got the last one. Uh, Christian, do you want to walk us through Ace? Let's do it. All right. So we have file name well first off sorry fighter pilot <laughs> code right. name because well we have to know so when mongoose tells us his thoughts we know who we're talking about <laughs> code name ace file name armbruster brad j his serial number is af33598672529 and as you have heard us say, we will be checking these with later versions of the figures to make sure, did they change? Did they say the same? His grade is an 03 Captain, United States Air Force. His birthplace, Providence, Rhode Island. Primary specialty, 
fixed wing pilot, single and multiple engine, with a second specialty, intelligence operations. Ace would rather fly than do anything else. During high school, he worked after school and weekends to pay for flying lessons, spent one year flying pipelines in Alaska, and two years stunt flying for movies. Enlisted United States Air Force at 22, duty most previous to G.I. Joe assignment, senior instructor, United States Air Force Fighter Weapons Squadron, the Aggressors, pilot combat training school. Qualified expert in the F-5E, the F-15, F-16, and the XP-14 dash, or backslash F. And then, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so this is interesting because one of the things that Mongoose will often bring up is, well, what's their experience? What were they doing prior to G.I. Joe? And we get it here. Yeah, this one right out of the gate, as far as um, the descriptor, to me, is so different than what we got in 1982s. Yes. Like, well, yeah, even... this is more like his, not just his background, because, you know, we had like, oh, they were in a street gang, blah, 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 blah. This is like, here's his experience that translated to his military experience along with let us tell you that military experience and for those that don't know uh spent a year flying pipelines what that means is uh he would have flown along the right-of-way of pipelines up in alaska looking for problem areas monitoring the activity making sure there weren't any issues uh dead vegetation things like that uh, so it's literally flying those pipelines and calling into the control centers and letting them know if he saw any issues along the way. So... And then two years stunt flying for movies. I love that because that is where we have a combination here of practical experience, like flying pipelines, but mm -hmm. then stunt flying for movies, which is the GI Joe part of his experience. Like right. this is exciting and fun and wacky. It gives, right. his, it gives him personality. It gives his character right. something. Okay, this guy likes to, you know, have a little fun while he's flying. Maybe he's inverted at some point in time. And I don't remember any of the 82 file cards telling us the age of when they went into the military. But to me, 22 um, sounds a little on the older side because where i grew up most people if you were going into the military you did it right out of high school right unless you went in after college which you would think that he would have because he i mean he's an officer so he might have gone in after uh getting a degree but is he also a gentleman <laughs> maybe not um but i i this does pique my curiosity to know, okay, so if he enlisted in the Air Force at 22, how many years was he in that before he became specialist enough to be pulled into G.I. Joe? 
Well, I always like, especially if you read the comics, um, the, the characters were always a little older to me. Like these are guys that have been mm-hmm. around for a long time. Obviously, yeah. especially if you're if you're an O three, you've you you probably have you know been around for a little bit of time to achieve that rank. Um, and you know, obviously, Larry Hama played into that with the fact that these characters were in Vietnam, so they had to have at least been probably thirty by the time the GI Joe team started. Hmm. Yeah, I from reading this, what I take away from it is all he wanted to do was fly. He spent his years after high school. Uh, it doesn't mention college, which is unusual, but we'll get a little deeper into that in a minute. Uh, but basically enlisted because he wanted to fly bigger, better planes. Like that's the sense that I got from this is, is the sort of civilian flying wasn't enough for him. He needed more. Right. Like if you're spending two years stunt flying, I feel like, okay, now I'm flying for Delta is going to seem a snail's pace and very, very boring. Yeah, I think he, I think he needed he he needed the military's planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so what are what are our All right, words? So yes, Ace has one major character flaw: cutthroat poker. A predilection for gambling would ordinarily disqualify an applicant for the GI Joe team, but in Armbruster's case, you can hardly call it gambling since he never loses. That's why we call him Ace. Hey. Hey. That is interesting though that that this is the first time we've really seen a behavioral type thing brought up as an issue to, as a block to recruitment for the Joe team. If you've got a gambling problem, uh you're disqualified. That's that's an interesting little piece of information. I wonder if we'll see anything like that referenced in the future. Hmm. It's a little surprising considering so many of the 1982 file cards seemed to indicate behavior problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's yeah. why you can't have the gambling. Is in '83 they start. They were like, "We've got this crew of wackos yeah. with all these disciplinary issues. You guys, we need to. We need to." get a little more strict about who we're bringing in here <laughs> yeah we we gotta rein it in to only people with no military training that we run into <laughs> on our missions and <laughs> miners who know how to drive havocs even though yes. you don't know what a havoc is yet <laughs> and I, uh... guys who see giant robots yes so there's one thing about this file card that uh, this this begins a trend that uh, Hasbro liked to do with these characters. He is the first of our Rhode Island-born Joes. But, because if you look at uh, the list of Joe birthplaces, Rhode Island, the home of uh, Hasbro, of course, is the yes. home to more Joes than any other character. Providence alone. Oh, that's funny. Ace, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Ace, Bullhorn, DJ, Dogfight, Ice Cream Soldier, Sky Striker, and Major Storm. Coincidentally, I was actually reading Dogfight's profile today for something I was doing for um, some page management for the for the garrison. And Dogfight's file card just explicitly says that he was uh, he was like banned from all of the carnivals in Alabama growing up because of his accuracy, um, because he won all the stuffed teddy bears. 
but his birthplace is Providence, Rhode Island. And I'm like, well, someone slipped that in there at the last minute just to give more Rhode Island props <laughs> to Yeah, he he would have but been yeah, banned there's a from ton Al- of them. He would have been banned from Alabama Carnivals for his Rhode Island accent before he was banned for winning <laughs> yeah. teddy bears. Yeah. So uh, I noticed it as a kid. I just noticed there was a lot of Joes from Rhode Island. That's funny. And I also was aware, oh, okay, Pawtucket is where they're headquartered because it right you know, Pawtucket is stamped on all those figures yeah yeah uh so our our uh thoughts from retired Luke- <laughs> lieutenant colonel tom west codename mongoose which by the way we are indeed working on a mongoose file card uh that is underway i don't know how long it's going to take him but uh you don't rush the mongoose all right uh, so his thoughts about fighter pilot card says he enlisted that's in quotes in the USAF at age 22, no college education shown. So I presume he was in the enlisted ranks, not an officer when he joined. I don't think the USAF grants an officer commission just because you can fly. <laughs> How did he get his commission officer candidate school? And then his final word is being good at poker is not a negative in the military. <laughs> uh, so that is, uh, that is Mongoose's thoughts about Ace. And uh, of course, we finally want to mention the card art, which is this is this one's this one's something. He's he. It's funny out of the context of the packaging, it looks like he's just taking a nap. Yeah, yeah. But when you pull back and look at the actual box art, you see he's kind of looking over the side of the jet. But here, he just looks like he's got his bubble helmet on and is catching a snooze. He's got that Robert Redford kind of look. Yeah, he really does. Doesn't look like the figure. Yeah, so, you know, he's flying planes and getting the ladies. That's right. That's why we call him. Because he's an officer. (laughs) And And not a gentleman. gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) welcome to beyond the 80s where we talk about gi joe and well sometimes gi joe adjacent uh toys that uh, don't necessarily come from those sweet years when we were all collecting as kids. And, uh, you know, sometimes we dabble in stuff from the uh, the early 90s or maybe the later 90s. But uh, we're going to go a little bit more recent this time. Um, this is, uh, it's kind of a cheat because this isn't, isn't exclusively a G.I. Joe uh, toy. But in 2017, uh, in anticipation of a big crossover event that uh, IDW was doing, with their comics, uh, Hasbro had their big San Diego Comic-Con 2017 exclusive, the Revolution Comic Crossover uh, set, and uh, Comic Crossover Preview Mega Set, I think was the official name when it was first first launched. It it was a lot of words. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yes, this is a G.I. Joe adjacent set, because this was uh, Hasbro essentially trying to come up with their... Hasbro verse, which had been rumored for a couple of years as being a potential movie line. Um, this was them doing this in a crossover form for comics that uh, they thought this might eventually make its way onto the silver screen. And 
here it is in 2023. We've seen a few hints of that, especially most recently in this year with the uh, with the movie that uh, came out here, uh, the Rise of the Beast Transformers movie. But this one had not just G.I. Joe. It also had Transformers. It had Rom Space Knight, Mask, Action Man, Micronauts, and even Visionaries represented in this little set. So um, we uh, we got a lot of different toys, but they are all clearly in the style of the 25th slash 50th anniversary Joe figures, with the exception, of course, of the Jetfire and the, the tiny Micronauts figures. So to me, this is more G.I. Joe than it is anything else when you think of it. Um, not to mention that, well, you have Roadblock, who's one G.I. Joe character, but you also have Action Man, which was inspired by G.I. Joe. Uh, the, essentially, it was the UK answer to G.I. Joe when it first was launched. And Matt Tracker, who is a G.I. Joe uh, in canon now. So, And the Wraith uses yeah. the Zombie Viper yes. body from the 25th line. Yes, yes. So when I see it, I don't actually think Tyrate. I always think, oh, Zombie Viper. Right, right. Uh, I actually had to, to double check to make sure. I was like, oh, it's from Rom the Space Knight. It's not a, it's not a G.I. Joe character yeah. in this case. Um, this is one that, unfortunately, I was never able to procure um, because it was not easy to get when it first came out in 2017. Uh, being a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And I think uh, somebody here has one, but somebody else might have tried to get one too and was not able to back in the day. And by back in the day, I mean six years ago. Yeah, this six was... Six years ago, Jeez. This was the <laughs> first San Diego Comic-Con exclusive um, that I was not able to get. I Working at comic shops, we know people that, that go to Comic-Con they were always able to score whatever we needed and he could not get his hands on this at all. And pretty much right out of the gate, the secondary market for this so expensive. And even to this day still. Well, what's funny about that. I was able to get this massive, by the way, this box is 15 and a half inches across, 23 and a half inches high, and five inches deep. It, it is the wow. largest mint in box item that I currently own. Uh, I was very tempted to open this when Noel picked it. I never have <laughs> because I like the presentation of it so much. Um, it's just such a good looking piece. Wow. And once, once you take everything out of it, it's not revolution anymore. It's a bunch of random figures. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It'd be the same way if I had something like that, I, I would just leave it, especially it has the, it has the panel that opens up so you can see all the figures inside underneath the, you know, clear plastic. Yeah, it's got a front panel that wraps around the side, and then each figure is sectioned off into its own brand's uh, area. Yeah, I've got a few Comic-Con exclusives that I also never opened. I've got my, like, the blaster and the um, the sound wave they did. 
Uh, and they also have, well, you, you, know, you can view them. You don't have to, you know, take them out of the package to see the figures inside. So they make very nice display pieces in the box too. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the GI Joe Transformers crossovers they didn't they they did. You just have those, boxes. Yeah, those were all just the box. Yeah, which which bit me on one of them because I had the Starscream set, mm-hmm. and the box is so cool. I never wanted to open it, but it sat there with me never opening it for so long. I was like, if I'm not going to open it, I don't need to own this, and I sold it. Yeah. And I I should have just opened it. And the funny thing about this set, I've put it up on eBay twice and could not get what I thought I should get for it and took it down. Hmm. I wanted Smart. Yeah, I I wasn't going to settle because this that, was That would have been a regret. Like It would have it totally would. Kidnap my child, I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> Lose this revolution set? Not acceptable. I'm calling Liam Neeson. So on the inside of that front flap, it's got uh really cool. It's it's got images of all the micronauts. Uh it's got each character from the other properties, and then it's got a descriptive paragraph. Uh explosions rip across the earth, and all sides blame Optimus Prime and the Cybertronians. G.I. Joe refuses to go quietly, and they assemble heroes big enough to stop the invaders. Action Man and Mask Mobile Armored Strike Command fight for humanity, but where do Rom and the Micronauts stand? (laughs) Where indeed. And no mention of the Visionaries. Because... No, none at all! No. When When they announced this crossover, I remember them... They, they were talking about doing it as, as a movie uh, crossover before it became a reality in comics. And they mentioned G.I. Joe, Mask, Rom the Space Knight, Micronauts. And then they threw in Visionaries. And I was like, there's a bridge that goes a little far there with that one. But well, the odd yeah. thing was in the movies, because transformers was its own separate property that was already very successful they were not interested in including transformers in this initial hasbro verse um which this obviously does since we get a jet fire in this set and transformers are a, you know a key part of the uh the story but transformers to me is kind of the thing that can tie together gi joe action man mask with all this other stuff that is like a little bit more otherworldly and fantastic. It's funny you say that because to me, visionaries are the thing that can tie everything together (laughs) because what are visionaries based around? Holograms. Oh yeah. What are the masks in mask? Like like that hologram technology that they used. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, to me, you could tie together whatever it is that let the visionaries do what they do and wrap it into the technology from ROM, from Transformers, from Mask. All of that somehow could have been based around visionaries. Oh, it turns out that's not magic. It's a technology. That that was what was in my head. I never read any of the comics uh, but some, for I. some reason. I don't yeah, know why. So, as far as I remember... They only ever put out 
the comic that they gave away at San Diego Comic-Con. My okay. guy did get that uh, because that set is missing one crossover from that issue. And that would be the actual linchpin in the comic that brings them all together is Synergy from Jim. Ah. Oh, that's right. They never mentioned Jim. But Which, it is Synergy. They call her Synergy. Synergy and also works with Mask and Visionary. Hologram. Yeah. Yep. Right, yep. right. But she was the narrator throughout the issue that was kind of pulling everybody. You're right. I did together. read that. I did read that. And you're right. That's that's I think that's all <clears throat> that ever came of it. Well, yeah. and now uh, you've made me want something that I've never realized I wanted until right now, and that is Jim and the Holograms three and three quarter inch action figures. I'll save it. I'll I got, save it for the end of the show. I got one signed at Joe Fest. Uh, well, you got a you got the um, is a it three, three the, quarter the reaction, inch action figure reaction figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there's a customizer on Instagram that has made uh Marvel Legend size, and he has done the entire cast, not just like the main characters, all of the side characters as well. And his work is phenomenal. Hmm. Uh, but speaking of customizers, so with this set, so one of the things obviously that popped out to me, I'm a huge Transformers fan. I am a bigger Visionaries fan than I am for Transformers or G.I. Joe. But also... I am a Rom the Space Knight fan. Didn't have that figure growing up, but uh, Joe Fest, the first one that was in Orlando, I can never remember the year. Um, or not Joe Fest, but the you know the actual GI Joe convention, Joe Con. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so they. You know, they have all these sort of, like, contests that you can enter. They had diorama contests. They had customizing contests. And I'll have to see if I still have the, the photo, but there was a customizer who took a, a base body from a 25th anniversary Joe and made a ROM the Space Knight. And... I kept going back to that table mm -hmm. so many times during that convention. I was just enamored with it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he would fit in so well with this concept. It only took another oh, 10 years, however long it was, probably not that long, um, for this set to come out. And that ROM figure looks just like that custom one it's oh really chrome yeah <laughs> and the visionary figures the original toy line they are actually slightly larger than gi joe yeah they're mm -hmm. five the, inches they're bigger yeah, five right? inch figures yep yeah yeah and with this set you finally get a visionary that is actual G.I. Joe size. That was one of the biggest selling points to me of this set. And of course, at the time, being naive, I thought we're going to get more Visionaries figures in this <laughs> scale. I'm excited. I Let's go. And it, of course, never panned out. Didn't happen. Yeah, I, I thought this was like 
we're we're seeing the interest in everybody. This set flew off the. It was wildly popular at San Diego. So, boom! There's a market for it, and it seems like GI Joe was pretty much done once this. Yeah, GI Joe. GI Joe died shortly after the. Or yeah, there was 2017 was the last year of like regular release figures at all. Yeah, two exclusives in 2018, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. I think by this point, yeah, we had the 50th anniversary figures, and and that was. And that was it. Action Man had had a revival with 12 inch figures that was dead at this point. Yep. Uh, as much as some of us adore ROM, nobody cares about ROM. <laughs> Sadly. Uh, it, there, well, the but people you know who what? love ROM love ROM, but the people who don't have no idea ROM exists. But <laughs> with Marvel striking whatever deal they did with hasbro right so that they could put out that omnibus there because the whole thing is like that when those idw <laughs> omnibus uh who we when, all are we all through adams over here today <laughs> <laughs> he's great come on right no we adore him um but that id the comics that these were based on, well, Visionaries didn't get an IDW comic. Mask had a mini series. I don't know if it was meant to be an ongoing and it just got canceled, but they had their comic. Rom had a comic, but it didn't tie in. You know, it couldn't use any of the story elements from right. the older comics that right. made people fall in love with it. And I think that's why it didn't mesh. But now that Hasbro struck up this deal, then if people can read those older comics, they'll see, oh, this is why we love those characters. Uh, so just to run around the figures as I take pictures here for Audible Interlude podcast. Oh, and Instagram. Real quick, we also didn't mention the the Micronaut figures are in scale. Yes, which is to great. the three and three quarter figure. So they are not articulated, but they're these teeny tiny little figures. And and I thought that was again attention to detail that just makes this set amazing. Jetfire, however, not to scale. Not no, to Jetfire scale. not to scale. So <laughs> let's let's start with Matt Tracker. I had to jump up and grab my 25th anniversary Matt Tracker. Uh completely different colors on the figure and i have to say the one in the box set uh i prefer greatly it's a different character under the helmet yes 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 Yes. it's a different matt tracker um this is an african-american character versus the traditional matt tracker that we knew from the 80s and And also the the one in the box set does not come with a little helicopter backpack uh, do you guys you guys are the transformers guys what jet fire is this i'm sure this is not the only release it was the generations 30 uh series from 19 or from, from 2016 so it was just it was like a year before that it was a leader class figure yeah it was I the second can... it was the second jet fire released in like the classics universe line 
Yeah, because the I'm, first one I'm was... sure you can't see from here, but like, is it is it painted differently or anything? I don't know if you know. I mean, I can kind of see it. I don't. I think, think it so. is a straight. I think it's just a straight copy of that original figure. Yeah, there may be some slight differences, um, but I believe it's pretty much the exact same figure just tossed into this pack. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. I don't have any desire to have a a little jet fire that's not in scale with three and three quarter inch figures although i would love a jet fire that is in scale with three and three quarter inch figures if hasbro wants Has to get on that <laughs> well no just one of these transformers gi joe oh sure just just do it and put it up yeah we'll yeah. buy it uh I mean, the, the you could do it with a sky striker yeah actually absolutely. isn't there i'll have to double check i think there is a company um that is putting out macross yes verifiers that are in scale because they come with three and three quarter inch yeah. pilots yes that's got to be a massive uh, undertaking on your wallet uh and then uh -huh. we've got from visionaries we have leoric who was the main guy i had the original figure when i was a kid the the only thing disappointing about this like the figure looks great but he does not have actual holograms they're just shiny stickers yeah so that's it was cost prohibitive weak. yeah um, if the holograms just like lenticular would have been good yeah yeah well, i mean lenticular might have been more than a hologram I don't know. I'm. I am um, not. I am not up on my pricing of exciting '80s I mean, technology. I, right. I don't know how expensive that technology is now. Uh, I just know from the original toy line, and then when this one was announced, and people were lamenting the fact that it was not a hologram. The only thing that was getting tossed around was the cost of making. The holograms was cost prohibitive. It just seems nuts to me that they could put this set together and then cheap out on a couple mm -hmm. of stickers for this guy. Uh, then we get Roadblock, who is the IDW Comics version of Roadblock. Uh, this is what he looked like in the comics at the time, which is pretty cool. He's got the crazy unaffiliated mutton chops. Uh, he is a, a big... he resembles the, uh, and it may be. I think the figure itself is, um, is it a the repaint Renegades. of one from the Renegades line? I believe so. Yeah. Um, and it is big too, like next to the Matt Tracker, it is over a head taller than Matt Tracker. So it's a big, big figure of Roadblock. I did just find out that the Jetfire does have, does not have the chrome that the original one had, which apparently uh, to many people was an upgrade. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, cool. The 2016 one had had chrome, and this one is is just got silver paint. All right. Uh, and then we get the Dire Wraith, which is the villain from Rom the Space Knight. Uh, the head on this thing is is terrifying. Mm -hmm. uh, and as Christian said, it's got the zombie viper arms, but then the body. I don't know what the body is. I could look it up on YoJo, but we're really not piecing these apart. We're kind of just talking about how how the figures look and it looks great because it's got a classic uh, sort of military dress uniform on so it's it's 
you know, was in disguise or something at some point. Mm-hmm. Very, very unique, interesting looking figure. The, uh, then, the with you saying that it's terrifying for I, I agree for our listeners out there who may not be familiar with this set. If you're familiar with Evangelion, it looks like the smile on the mass produced Avas from the movie. It's overly large and creepy AI. Yeah, it's just this head with a giant fanged mouth. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Rom, okay, so this threw me off because I never had a Rom toy when I was a kid, but I have been aware of Rom for a very, very long time. And I know it's like a 12-inch figure. It's a large figure. It's 12, larger than 12. Inches. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big figure. Uh and in my head, because I haven't read the Rom comics, in my head, Rom was bigger than a human. But apparently no. that's not the case. Nope. So yeah. this is actually a properly scaled ROM to Correct. go with your Joes, which makes mm-hmm. it extremely noteworthy. Uh, because that, finally... that's the whole thing is that the dire wraiths, uh, they absorb humans. So they look like them. They have their memories so that when you know, Rom has his equipment to see them, it always looks like Rom is killing earthlings, hence why uh, like the military would be against Rom. Okay. Um, so nothing's like giant size or crazy. It's all very much grounded to look like Earth size. And the Rom figure comes with that weird little thing. His scanner gun. Yes. I had to, I had to look, I had to figure it out because, like, why do I know what his, where his legs came from, and they are Cobra Commander, uh, battle armor Cobra Commander's legs. Ah, they sure are. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's perfect. got Gung Ho's arms I mean, and Cobra works. Commander's uh, legs, uh, with the rest of it all being new construction. Yeah, the legs work. I mean, they they do. Because I, I was like, it's safe. not, bat, it's not twenty fifth bat because it doesn't have the. The, the little ribbed pieces around the ankles. So, but, Word yeah, Burglar, like, oh, if you're out there, we need a song called Cobra Commander's Legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Word Burglar just announced Revenge of Cobra Island coming in 2024. Nice. Yes. Uh, so we'll see what we can do to get Cobra Commander's legs as a track on that album. <laughs> uh, I said finally, Action Man. He is not final, which is fortunate because Action Man, well, it's this generic guy. I don't know. It's a fine Plain. figure. It's just not yeah. very exciting. Well, and this is a apparently it's a new character they came up with for the comic. He's not, you know, like from the original Action Man or Action Force line or anything like that so he's just this like british spy kind of like yeah he kind of gives me like a james bond jr kind of the vibe Uh, yeah which is not a good vibe to have by the way (laughs) uh so actual finally uh we've got our micronauts that are all just slugs uh with really nice paint jobs on them though uh quintilius Acro Year, who I believe is kind of the big Micronauts good guy leader, is that right? No. Oh, so I'm technically, completely the, wrong. Yeah. So technically, <laughs> the Acroyers are the villains in the Micronauts line. However, there is Wait, one. What did you? What did you just say? Acroyers. Is that how that's pronounced? That's how I've 
heard it pronounced. Whoa. I've been so saying I don't know. forever. Because... It, it, you know what? It's probably pronounced Charday, and we've <laughs> just been wrong all these years. Um, but yeah, so there's in every... So with this line, they could not use the names that Marvel gave them. Okroyer is the name of the Japanese toy, so obviously they have the rights to that. Oh. But in every iteration of the comics, there is always one Okroyer who sides with the good guys. So um, Commander Ran slash Time Traveler is what the action figure was called. He is the leader of the good guys. Oh, okay. Um, always in like a blue bodysuit with the jetpack wings like the silver head yeah okay okay so we've got a croyer gamatron which is a fantastic name yes uh biotron which is not quite as good a name zant which <laughs> i'm not even going to comment on because it almost <laughs> sounds like profanity uh Baron Karza, who's the bad guy, right? He is the bad guy. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, Oberon, which we get an Oberon in No Titania, but whatever. Uh, Phenolophi, <laughs> which is a worse name than Zant. And Betatron. Beta. So, so Biotron, Betatron, Oberon. Oh my God, there's so many ons. Um, <laughs> and. On and uh, on till the break of dawn. Right. And Karza <laughs> are actual micronaut, like named micronaut figures okay. from Japan and the US versions. Um, Biotron, so named because actually he was a larger 12 inch ish figure that well, you the, i mean your... even the minifigure here is is almost twice as big as the rest yeah of because your micronauts are supposed to be able to fit inside the clear cavity in his chest and then he doesn't transform per se but like he can kind of fold up and be like a flying tank huh okay because the toy his legs had treads on them quite a few of the larger micronauts uh things were motorized so um yeah and in the comics that's how the leader of the good guys traveled the microverse before they got their spaceship okay so that's everything it's a heck of a set it's a heck of a collector's item just a a really cool piece just to have and even though it just sort of sits off the off to the side with the flap closed and every once in a while i open it up and i think about uh like i said if i open this then it's just a bunch it's just a pile of unrelated figures mm -hmm. so it has to stay you know, this is one of the few things that I feel has to stay mint in box as much as I'd like to have, uh, especially the the ROM and the Leoric. Those two I yeah. really like to have out, but I'm just yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, I still to this day, I watch eBay and, and I have been patient waiting, but that the ROM and the Leoric have only continued to go up in cost. You're not getting that ROM for 
under a hundred dollars. The wow. Leoric I've seen sometimes get down to like 60 or 70, but you also don't see these figures on eBay as much anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they have landed in the hands of people who want them. Well, and those, I mean, those are the two out of the whole set that are kind of the unique figures. I, Action Man is, but nobody cares about Action Man. <laughs> you could probably pick him up for five bucks on eBay. Actually, have you, you don't have eBay. Does anybody have eBay pulled up? Let's see if it's I've, so difficult. It's funny. I've never actually, because I have no interest in him, I've never looked. Right. Well, nobody does. Revolution. I'm looking up Revolution's Action Man. There he is. Even he gets $30. Wow. So even Action Man. Well, okay. He, I, he's listed for $30. let us look for... You no, look for buy it now. Things. There's a buy it sold now for, for $30. Yeah, but did he sell for that much? Because he no, could that, put yeah, he anything did. as a... Oh, true. No, yeah, yeah. You have always to look, click on sold listings. Yeah, you have to look at sold listings, and they're sold. There's a twenty-five. There's a thirty. So yeah, he's fetching twenty-five to thirty. Yeah, probably just somebody who has all the rest of them was like, "Well, I guess I need to complete this set." Ooh, here's one that went for ten. That, that sounds July. fair. Yeah, it does. Oh no, I didn't take it back. It was ten plus twelve forty-five shipping. So there wow. you go. That is, uh, if you've never seen it, give it a Google. Check out the IDW Revolution Hasbro box set. Uh, a very unique piece. And, you know, who knows? We may never see anything like this again. Retroverse. <laughs> Retroverse. <laughs> This is America's Elite, where we take a look at one character and all the different versions of uh, figures that have come out over the years. Now, we don't catch every single thing every time. Our focus is on Real American Hero, uh, but sometimes we will look beyond Real American Hero when we, when we remember other things exist, basically. Uh, today, we are taking a look at the Televiper, a hot topic as of late. Uh, I think we've got plenty to talk about here, although I was a little surprised at a couple of things, and we'll, we'll get to them. Uh, the original Televiper was released in 1985. They were also available in 86, and they were discontinued in 1987. And, uh, I mean, these guys were everywhere they were in the comics they were in the, the cartoons like they definitely had a big presence in all of the media not the most exciting not figure or character but specialty i guess uh did you guys both have televipers yes um I actually, this is one of the few that I had more than one of. I somehow acquired a second Televiper, so I was troop building early. Oh, wow. I never had a vintage Televiper. I did not get one until the 25th. Although, thanks to the podcast, I did get a vintage one last, last month, month before last. So... 
I always dug the design. The headpiece sort of reminded me of Lobot a little bit, and I always liked Lobot. Mm -hmm. Um, The short sleeves were something that felt a little different and weird. And of course, we all know how much I love a good long hose. Dave loves them hose. I do. I do love a hose. So... (laughs) Uh, the and the backpack, the, even the backpack, it's very like Doctor Who looking somehow. Like it's a very science fictiony backpack, uh, as well as the scanner. That I, okay, so Noel, when you were a kid, you've got this figure with this weird weapon set up. To you, was that a gun, or was it a scanner, or was it a communications device, or what? I think I like, I think I thought of it as like some sort of like microwave gun that would like beam some sort of like powerful signal that wasn't, you know, it wasn't shooting like bullets or lasers, but it was shooting like waves of things. So still used as a weapon. I, I think, and, and I may just be making this up, but I think to me it was kind of like a sonic disruptor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a, like, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but to me, I think it was projecting destructive sound, uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, when you look at the design for of the gun, it fits with actually both of your all's descriptions. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what's so fun about it is the design is so unique. It could be lots of things. Like, it kind of just looks like a mega bullhorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, he, of course, he had the cool, shiny silver visor. Which, which of course, out. was even cooler in the cartoon because it would display words over it. Um, which was always a feature that, you know, I, I coveted. It's like, man, I wish my toy would do something cool like that. Well, and and I would hope... Like, if we get a Retro Televiper, which is one that they, to my surprise, have not announced. They announced Retro Snow Serpent and Retro Eel, but not a Retro Televiper. I would really hope to have interchangeable lenses Mm -hmm. like that. That would be great. One Uh, thing I thought was odd, though, because this was... So this was before the Viper became the standard for, like... Cobra Troopers were something Vipers because it was the following year you right, got the regular right. issue Viper and then eventually you would have like a bunch of other things that were some sort of Viper, Strato Viper and things like that. So this was this was really the first one to use that naming scheme. But it was also odd because the other troop builders we'd had before this uh, or during this time, you had your Cobra Trooper, you had your Cobra Officer, you had your Eels, you had your um, your Crimson Guards. All of them had their faces almost completely covered except for the eyes in some cases. And to me, it was weird to have a troop builder that you saw most of their face because to me, like the eyes were the thing that, you know, you could, you could see somebody just their eyes and you wouldn't know who they were. But if you saw the rest of their face, they all, everybody's got like a different altogether face. So that was a little odd for me. Uh, it wasn't as bad as later on when they did the rock Viper and they all came with a, a standard issue mustache. Yeah. Right. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know which this is a little bit better of a different replicate, choice which they better <laughs> replicate and classified by the way uh and and i'm looking at this now I, the quilted vest is unique and interesting 
well, it's not unique because we see it in other places. Uh, the belt buckle with the Cobra on it is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, the baggy pants with the almost like little sneakers on. But the face, yeah. I'm all I see is Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> uh, oh dear <laughs> so john if uh we ever get that gi joe movie john heater uh his all be the televipers all the televipers we need multiple john heaters i also liked him because he has purple although the purple and the blue there's not a lot of contrast in those colors yeah it's a little mushy yeah but i mean i like the fact they chose the the same basic cobra blue or at least very close Cobra Blue that you got with other Cobra Trooper figures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the purples the purple's great, but I could have I could have stood for it to be like maybe a brighter one that popped against the blue. Well, hang in there. <laughs> because we're we're you're gonna get your wish. Uh so they also this is interesting. And, and something I don't know that I realized because I don't know that we've watched a Deke that uh, that's you guys our next review I'm going to track down a Deke episode that has televipers in it uh, they appeared in Sunbow and Deke uh, and not every troop builder type character did that uh, so that's kind of notable especially considering it's a 1985 uh, troop character uh, well but they yeah, did they were... feature Python Patrol in the operation dragon fire and there was a python patrol televiper so but this yeah, picture that i'm looking like a... at right now is just standard yeah issue yeah televiper. just regular yeah. uh so they were all over the media very very commonly used uh so we got our televiper version two in 1989 which is the python televiper not python patrol televiper just right. Python televiper. He doesn't uh, patrol. He's communications. Not according. Not a, oh, okay. Here, Python patrol communications, but it just says Python televiper. Uh, but this is one of the more successful Python patrol figures to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the camo portion is just the gray with the white sort of large cross hatching on it. The yellow is vibrant, looks cool. It's got the red on the visor. Uh, of course, this is all just a repaint of the original, as these all were at the time. I really dig this one. If I found this in the wild for a reasonable price, I don't know what these go for now. Actually, uh, not that terrible, um, because I see them pop up on eBay frequently compared to other Python Patrol troopers, right, I, guess, I should right. say. Um, I really like the fact that the helmet is two different colors so it makes it look like the actual helmet is just yellow and Mm -hmm. then the other piece is like a community you know the communication piece is a separate thing that goes over the helmet because that's one thing with version one because it is all the same color it to me it makes it just always looked like he had this weird shaped bulky helmet. Yeah, I've I've always thought the same thing. The the original head looks so bizarre and just gigantic and this one there's a defined line between what is the part that's holding uh, that's covering his head and what is the actual part that has a communication function. 
And we actually got yeah, three that's... paint applications because you've got the, the red goggles too. So, mm -hmm. well, uh, and this one was probably black, uh, molded in black, if it's like the original figure. Well, I'm wondering oh. because, no, I don't think it is because if you look at the face, no, I don't know. I can't tell what well, his teeth are not painted. Right. It's freakish. Ah. But yeah, maybe this one was. I, no, I think it is black because if you look at the neck, it looks like it's all black with the three paint operations. Mm -hmm. on. We'll, we'll just have to see if there's televipers with their noses rubbed off. Like right. There are right. the V1s. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that one's great. And then we move on to. Not there yet. Hang on. Uh, 2003. Many years later. <laughs> In the, I think, Valor versus Venom. Mm -hmm. uh, we get a very, well, I want to say, it, well, no, it is. It's a very different look. It's It passes the squint test, as they mm -hmm. say. Uh, but color-wise, they've inverted the blue and the purple, and they've added a lot of gray uh, to sort of highlight things. And what's interesting about the figure is, it now has something very similar to Breaker's headset, but also a microphone and a radio. Now, I've got one of these somewhere. And they have I... a head that has the Cobra, like, Cobra symbol. It's like a crest on the top. It's very similar to, like, how Scrap Iron has his. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have multiples of these because um, they go for so cheap on ebay and i yeah i bought one so i could open it on i can't remember if it was one of our live streams or just you know an audio recording um because i you know i've made fun uh, i think we all have just sort of like the the construction of the figures from that time era but I actually really dug this figure to the point that when I see them on eBay, I usually go after them. I like the, he doesn't have the backpack. He has like a antenna communications piece that like clips onto the one shoulder pad. I just think like if you're updating the 80s televiper. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. So see the shoulder see, pad have, that like, has the hole in it? Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. a piece that clips onto there that, um, you know, is looks all mechanical. And then right, it's got a giant right. antenna sticking up. Um, so that, like, takes the place of his backpack. It's been so long since I looked at any of these, like, in person. Because looking at this, it looks like Breaker's headset. Yeah. So, because you don't have the scale of it from just this image. Yeah. I this is I have um and we'll get to it, but there's like they did with this line, there's we're gonna see this <laughs> mold right, right a few right. times. Um so I have these are who I have around my um the cobra Oh man, I can't remember what it's called. I always call it the communication port. 
um, surveillance port. Oh, the, surveillance yeah. port, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they just the televipers look so good around it. Yeah, yeah. With that satellite dish. Um yeah. They've got a you know, that that they're sculpted with kind of like a scowl on their face. They they just look angry and short sleeved. So this is uh, you know, proportionally, this era of G.I. Joe is is maybe not people's favorite, but they're great toys. Mm-hmm. So one year later, uh, as happened during this era, we get the same figure repainted. And what's interesting about this one is it has what looks like Python Patrol markings on it, but it is not a Python Patrol figure. And it comes with a Cobra Viper that has also got Python Patrol markings, but there is no Python Patrol uh, yeah, reference to it either. It was, nope. it was a time where I think literally they were just looking for different decos they could do. And I, this one I do not have. I don't even remember this set. I don't know if this was mass market or if it was... Well, yeah, there's no listing of it well, being it was, on or anything. Yeah, I yes. have this one because, um, the yeah, the antenna piece and his radio are gold plastic, right? And it makes the radio stick out more than the other, you know. The other one, like to, to me, with the other ones, it looks like cell phones in their hands. Um, so yeah, I think I got uh, one of these that wound up in just like a pile of uh, like 2000s figures that I wound up with at some point. But this one looks cool too, I like it, it's a good variation. Uh, you know, one of the things at the time is just getting interesting different repaints of the same characters, which, you know, I think people were complaining about. But I, to me, it keeps the line going. It creates variety. And again, with a troop builder, well, sure, do it all you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And then the next year, we get one that is much closer to the original 1985 Televiper. Uh, this one has the bright purple that Noel was looking for. Mm-hmm. So bright, it almost looks metallic. But what do you guys think of these orange-trimmed sleeves? I don't understand that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I usually am picking on characters like Ali Viper because of the garish colors. There's something about this one on my shelf that the orange doesn't bother me. Like, he just, all around, his colors are so much brighter than the other two. Yeah. It just makes him stick out a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I I don't mind it. Well, and it's bizarre because he comes with the original televiper mm-hmm. backpack but does not have anything to connect to it mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a single carded figure and you know i gotta say i think if the the sleeve trim was red and if his helmet 
had the Cobra insignia painted red like it does on the card art, that it wouldn't be as jarring. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe I got in one that's a mistake because this was the first one that I got off eBay and the auction had listed it as um, a Valor versus Venom Dollar General, which we know there were you know, Dollar General got 25th anniversary figures, yada, yada, yes. yada. Yes. So his shoulder, so this is the one that I opened. He did not have the backpack. He did not have the microphone. He had the two guns, the radio, and his shoulder piece was black and not that metallic blue. Huh. Well, the Dollar so, General ones were released. I don't think I they had no accessories, did they? Um, well, no, because like my shipwreck from Dollar uh, General, he I'm has the Dollar General in here. Well, the, the one that this one specifically, if you look at uh, on Yojo, the Dollar General figure, because uh -huh. I remember seeing these in Dollar Generals, and it doesn't, it looks, it looks like it doesn't have any accessories whatsoever. Wow, so they must have mislabeled the auction. Which is entirely just, possible. Absolutely, because that has happened to me plenty of times. And it is, you know, I, it's sad, but I tend to not completely bat an eye whenever, because I've had Mar Marvel Legends figures, new release Marvel Legends figures that when I open them up, where are the weapons? Where's this accessory? Uh. The thing with that happening with older figures, yeah, you can't take it back to the store. <laughs> so you just kind of, yep, this is what I got. Yeah, this one, um, this is another one that you'll often see in the dollar piles at, uh, at like Joe shows because they were so abundant. People got these off of the shelf at uh, Dollar Generals and, you know, opened them up and troop built them, but they just wound up becoming fodder. So next up in 2008, we get our first 25th anniversary style uh, televiper that came with the flight pod. Uh, and this one is disappointing. Mm -hmm. It's just, this is an ugly, ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly figure. It's got a weird Cyclops visor. Well, no, it's not, though. He's got on, like, mirrored sunglasses, and then there's a silver line on his helmet. Hang on. I've got... Yeah. Oh, he's he's hung up, though. I can't get it down right now. Um, It's just bizarre looking. He's one that... <laughs> if you love the 25th anniversary line... But you want to point out to people, here's why some people don't like the 25th. He's one of the figures you would point to because his his hands are in that weird position that like makes he just saw us. He looks his overall posture in this picture on Yojo looks like he just saw a spider in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and is it? Is he just entirely, with the exception of the head, just a repaint of the Viper yes. figure? Yeah. 
Because, I mean, the arms and the legs, I know, are identical. Yeah. The body is, yeah. too. So he's just they're, got the vest to cover up the body, and then he's got the different head. They're they're taking Viper entirely too literally with this release. <laughs> but we weren't buying it for this figure. We were buying it for the Trouble Bubble. Right. Uh, okay, best to move on. Because, my gosh, that's just terrible. And uh, fortunately, we move on to something that is a massive improvement that I absolutely love. This, these environment sets are some of the best things that Hasbro put out during this era. This is the Arctic Communications Specialist Televiper that is an awesome figure. Now, it has the same weird helmet sunglasses set up of the original, but the the overall different presentation of the figure makes it much more acceptable here to me. The bulkiness of the snow coat or winter coat, whatever you want to call it, it makes his head look proportionate to yes. his body, mm-hmm. where on all the other figures, because the 25th body is so slender... That big helmet looks even more odd shaped and big. Well, and even the uh, the thighs that they put on him are yeah, like thicker got... and, and wider. Look like yeah, uh, it just looks like he's wearing cold weather gear. And then his loadout is awesome. He's got a yeah. computer. He's got the uh, the backpack, the Falcon backpack with the antenna and the walkie talkie that actually is removable. Um. The radio, I, I mean, it's it's just, this is an awesome figure. Yeah, definitely the yep. a vast improvement over anything we've seen since uh, the 80s at this point. And this whole entire set is great. We'll probably cover this on Beyond the 80s at some point. Uh Next up in 2009, in, in the one of the most legendary years of G.I. Joe we've ever seen, we get one that, I got to tell you, looking at the Yo Joe picture is not great, but in person, this is also a really cool Televiper. It's very simple. Uh, it came with... The surveillance port. Uh, the, surve- the surveillance port. Which was just still kicking myself that I wasn't buying these toys around this time. Same. Only because I could have just gone to Walmart and got myself like 10 surveillance ports and had them scattered around my, my Joe display right now. I know, I know. Yeah, because now that set goes for more than what you can get a vintage surveillance mm-hmm. oh, port really? for. Oh yeah, a lot of the a lot of the pursuit of Cobra stuff, just insane prices. So I was a- I was able to just roll over and grab mine off the shelf. Uh, proportionally, he looks great. The way they did his helmet is very interesting, and I can't speak to the other ones being like this but those parts on the side that go down around his jaw are actually separately sculpted pieces um they've also done his goggles uh they're they're very shiny black as opposed to matching that rim on his helmet so he has a very different look um 
Well, you guys can see the picture on Yojo. I don't know why I'm holding this up to the camera. I think the black works better for him because on the Trouble Bubble release with the blue, you can see all the sculpted detail, right? And it doesn't do the figure any favors. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with the black, at least in photo, that all disappears and you can kind of imagine that he looks good yeah this one and then he's got uh these big sort of padded portions sculpted onto his arms that just just look cool they look televipery i guess i don't know <laughs> uh but i really like this one i like this one a lot it's 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 obviously stripped down uh because of the fact that it comes with the surveillance port but this is a solid figure. I like it. It's not the colors we're used to, but as far as what it ends up looking like, I, I dig this one. Uh, and then finally, in 2011, well, not finally, finally for our three and three quarter inch releases, uh, 2011, we get the Python Patrol Televiper that was part of the G.I. Joe Collectors Club box set. Mission Brazil 2, which I got to tell you, I don't know how I feel about that because they did not use special Mission Brazil colors in this set. I got questions here. Uh, But anyway, this one is, I think, a really good update of the original Python Patrol. Well, a good update of the original Python Patrol Televiper. The, the, unfortunately, the Python Patrol camo does not extend onto the vest, so it is a little lacking in that department. But otherwise, like I think they put together a pretty good figure. Mm-hmm. Probably not worth whatever it's going for on eBay right now. Probably not. Because these convention exclusives are insane let's see python patrol televiper i bet the vintage is the only one that's going to come up Mm, i don't think so because i've seen these um but usually with like no accessories oh a hundred and thirty dollars now that's the that's the price that's not the sold I'm not seeing any sold right at the top of the listing. I don't want to waste a bunch of time on this. Yeah, none, none are coming up super soon or like towards the top. Uh, $81 with no accessories. Wow. That's hmm. wild. not even the vest. Oh, no. He's got the vest. Uh, the it vest. says he comes, yeah. he, he comes with the parachute from yeah. the convention. Uh, this one, complete with accessories, sold for $180. Wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. Uh, so that completes the 118th scale Televipers, but obviously we also have the recently released Televiper that came with the flight pod. Well, uh, we have one before that too, don't we? There's a Sigma-6 Televiper. Oh, okay. Tell us about that. So there was the 2006 Mission Silent Entry includes two figures, Televiper and Cobra Ninja Bat. Um, 
So it's a it's not a it's not a regular full size figure. It's oh, one this of is one of the small figures. Okay. Ah, the two inch figures. That looks pretty good though. Yeah, I mean for for being what it is. It's not a bad interpretation of the Televiper. It's got a yeah. cool green goggle thing going on. Short uh, sleeves. Black and lighter blue color. Yeah. Yeah, for 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 what it is, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. So, you know, it's not uh, something we, we would probably normally talk about, but hey, it's Televiper, so it's official. Sure, and I mean, we should absolutely be making an effort. Right. To... We're not talking about Creos. Because uh, there's well, a bunch no. we probably skipped on Creos. Yeah, well, that's fine. But, but, but I will like, say, the Creo figure looks pretty good. Si- <laughs> All right. Uh, Sigma 6 and uh, anything, anything like that, like, I, I would like to try and cover. Or if there was a sideshow, which I don't believe there was for the Televiper. It's not military enough for them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, now we've got the classified Televiper, which we I believe we all got, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I dig it. I think they did a great job. It's matter of fact, it's so good that I think most of us didn't want to put it in the flight pod. I, I've well, got. So I mine. just wanted to gear mine up, and you can't gear him up if he's in the flight pod. So right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got mine flanking my trouble bubble with my crimson twins flying it. Yeah, I I created the trouble bubble pilot figure using a Cobra officer body. Um, some other neck from somewhere, and then the flight helmet that came with mm-hmm. uh the televiper. So yeah, I've I've got a classified televiper just off to the side. I'd like to have another one, uh, but I'd also like to have, as we mentioned, I'd like to have a retro televiper that is just more traditional looking. Yeah, yeah, I'd uh, love to have a single carded televiper. Yes. Uh, and then we've got the Python Patrol Televiper that's going to be included with the Python Patrol Cobra Flight Pod that's coming out. This says Black Friday. We'll see if that holds up. And again, like, it looks good, but the Python Patrol camo does not extend onto the vest, which is, I get it, but it's still a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, the color scheme—they've got the yellow helmet with the uh, the darker colored technical pieces around it, the red visor. Uh, it, I mean, it looks great. Although if, the if, the on the figures with that like lighter gray colored uh, communications piece in the helmet, it looks like he's just got like a chin strap beard. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, Noel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this one as well. Although I will probably have this one manning the flight pod since he matches it so specifically. Or maybe I'll just pick up a $5 uh, Python Patrol Crimson Guard. Hey, at, you can find one. At, at Ross yeah. and Kitbash something. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that is all of the Televipers that have been released to date. So now we have to go in and pick our favorite. Uh, I'll start since this was my pick. 
I got to go with version seven, the Arctic mm-hmm. Televiper. I love that figure. That whole set excited me so much. And I just really like the way they, they altered the design. But, I mean, it felt, it feels very Sunbow in a way. Like, it's the character, but in a parka. Yeah. Looks like it could have been, they could have used it in G.I. Joe the movie when they were up, you know, finding Cobra Law. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I if if I could only have one Televiper, uh, that is... That is the one I would like to have. Christian, what is your uh, favorite? It is such a close call because I I do really like version 7, but if I could only have one, I'm going with Televiper version 3. Oh, really? Okay. I I am a sucker for a shoulder antenna. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a overall it's a great update of the figure with and it doesn't have the the weird bulky helmet. Now, if version 5 did not have the red or orange or whatever color that is on the sleeves, would that be your pick? Probably not. While I appreciate it and I like it because he does pop on my shelf, I like the muted colors. Okay. Version three a little better. Okay. Okay. Uh, And Noel, which is your favorite? So I've got my nostalgia, which is going to lead me towards the V1. Um, I would say probably if I were going to look at it from a just truly objective viewpoint, uh, the classified one is probably going to be my favorite. Um, But we all know how nostalgia clouds us. But I mean, (laughs) frankly, that's not it's not a great figure, uh, the 85 figure. but I love it. And again, because I had, I actually had two of them as a kid, so I could actually kind of do some troop, you know, troop building with them. I could display them like that. I have probably, if you count up the loose ones I have and the ones that I have that are complete right now, I probably have at least 40 of them at this point because I, I'll, like, I picked up loose ones for five bucks because right, they're great right. to just like sit, sit in places. So, um, yeah, I, I, I got to go with V1. Oh my gosh, we need op no operation sit in <laughs> with just forty televipers protesting that they don't get spam. This is Knowing is Half the Babble, where each of us gets some time to talk about anything that we want that may not even be G.I. Joe related. Uh, And I'm going to kick it off because mine is not at all G.I. Joe related as of yet. So I recently discovered, and I I think I first saw mention of it on His Tank, uh, Target has an eBay store. 
Mm-hmm. It is called Bullseye, and they sell tons of stuff that you find in Target, like literally right now can find in Target at pretty steeply discounted price. Oh, man, I just knocked my Televiper off the desk. I'm sorry, Televiper. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, greatly discounted stuff. And if you watch something and wait a few hours, they will send you an offer for 20% off every single time oh i didn't realize it was every time i've done that once i've i have i just to test it i watched five things i got five 20 percent off offers although they didn't come in the same time frame Mm -hmm. but over the course of a day i had offers for all five of them okay uh good to know my next test is going to be because i didn't take up any of the offers because there's so much freaking stuff coming in right now. I'm not buying because everything that's on bullseye at the moment is just like, it's stuff that I'd like to have for cheap, but it's not essential. And I'm not buying anything that's not essential right now. But anyway, I did buy a couple of things off of bullseye. Uh, I got a Legion Marvel legends figure and I got one of the comic art Boba Fett's that came out. They were mm-hmm. so massively overpriced and they were sent to me in a bag smashed. <gasps> the bubble was just off of the Boba Fett loose in the bag floating around. So I opened it up. I took pictures, requested a refund, and they immediately refunded my money and did not want the items back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, get on uh, search. If you Google Target eBay, that's the easiest way to find it because it's very. I don't know why. <laughs> I find it very difficult to search for sellers on eBay. Oh, uh, it's I weird. Mean, I don't. Yeah, anyway, if you go into eBay and you type in "bullseye deals," they'll come up. Will it? Okay, but yeah. you can also just Google Target. Just Google bullseye it. And it yeah. Comes up. Uh, so anyway, just be aware it's going to be discounted and the condition it arrives in like the figure See, or whatever itself is probably fine that's so funny because i ordered two marvel legend figures and the target version of the bluey camper and when i tell you the size of the box that they sent could be turned into a house for oh those gosh. that are less unfortunate. Like I came home from work and I'm like, what was ordered? Because this box was every bit three feet tall. <laughs> so I'm carrying this inside the house and Gilbert is like, what did you order? And I'm like, I was going to ask you the same thing. And when we opened it up, Here's That's this giant box and full <laughs> of the packing air things. And then, yeah, two Marvel Legends and a Bluey Camper. <laughs> I was like, that that was a lot of protection that was not needed. Well, okay, since we're on the subject of shipping nonsense, I'll, I'll cover this really quickly. It's just, uh, it, it's a little extra added babble. So... Back in September, I pre-ordered the new AEW Supreme CM Punk figure from Walmart. Uh, Today, 
it was delivered from a local store, which is shocking to me because these have not ap- appeared in any local stores. Uh, but it was delivered from a store. I get home and there's a Walmart bag with a shipping label on it on the kitchen table. And I was like, this doesn't look good to me. And it's the Kenny Omega Supreme figure that have been sitting in Walmarts around here for months now. Well, that's not CM Punk. So <laughs> nope, I immediately... Nope. They, they would both be very offended by that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I immediately took a picture of it. Uh, first posted on social media, then went into the Walmart app to initiate a return. And so they delivered it from a store. I can't take it back to a store. I have to have either FedEx or USPS ship it. I have to provide my own shipping container. I have to print up a label with my own ink. So it is costing their mistake is literally costing me money to return. That is crazy. uh, I came downstairs. I, I obviously do a lot of shipping, do a lot of receiving. I found the largest cardboard box I could find. It's about 43 inches by 27 inches by 22 inches. It's probably going to cost Walmart $50 to ship this thing. Uh, I put the, the Kenny Omega figure in the box with no padding whatsoever. Threw the bag in the box in there. Taped it up. It's going out on the porch in the morning for FedEx to pick up. And I hope it costs Walmart 50 bucks. And it came, like I said, it came from a local store. It's going to South Carolina. That's the Walmart way. Anyway, that was a that was an extended babble, but I feel like it was. Uh, <laughs> I have I feel a feeling like your babble is going to get me in trouble because as you've been discussing this, I've been going through the bullseye deals, and I found a lot of these NECA figures that I've yes. looked at in the mm-hmm. s- store, they're all $21 yes. or so right now. And I'm like, watch them. If I just watch, well, a lot of them you can't watch. You can add to cart. Oh, you can't watch? Yeah. Like I'm looking really? at them. I only have the option to add to cart or, well, I guess I no, can there, maybe. There should, oh, no, I there can. Should, there should be a yeah, little oh, I can add to watch. Okay. Yeah. Add to watch list. Yeah. yeah. In the, Okay, if you actually go to it, like the, I'm looking right now at the Jurassic World uh, Ellie Sattler Risky Rescue Pack, and that's a three and three quarter inch scale Jeep. Yes, I'm like ooh, that'd be nice to customize the Joe vehicle, and it's twenty two ninety nine right now, normally thirty five. So, I've been watching some of the Jurassic Park dinosaurs because I feel like we we need a Dino Hunter update. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe it'll actually look like a real dinosaur this time, and not right. what that thing was. So yeah, they've got the Masterverse Manny Faces, which is an absolute figure of the year candidate. You can buy it now for fourteen ninety, mm. and this is all free shipping. You can mm-hmm. buy it now for fourteen ninety nine, or you can put it on your watch list and get an offer for twenty percent off of fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I think the Marvel Legend figures I got were like. Sixteen dollars and twelve dollars. Yeah, the Legion ended up being, I think it was like thirteen fifty or something like that. So, yeah, this, yeah, this might check get it out. Just be aware. Tonight. Just be aware that you know whatever arrives, it's probably just going to be the figure that's salvageable out of it, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, all right, uh, Noel, what is your babble? Well, we'll go right from yours to mine, because mine also involves Target. Oh. Um, 
there have been quite a few reports of some kind of stealth uh, clearance going on at Target uh, recently. Um, there have been a lot of things where people have been finding, you know, just Joe classified stuff for like eleven ninety nine. Oh yeah, um, yeah, marked as such. But then there's a lot of others where it'll be marked at regular price. You'll even you'll scan it. Uh, in the store on one of the little uh, the tablets they have, or you'll even scan it with your phone on the Target app, and it might say, you know, out of stock at the store, even though you there's a bunch of Dusties right now in, in the store, uh, the um, Tiger Force Dusties. But you take it up to the register, they're going to scan. It's going to be a completely different price. Um, I have yet to find anything with with any Joe stuff. Um, but I did go into a Target the other day for the first time in a couple weeks, and I saw they had the entire first wave of the Indiana Jones figures. They had tons of them sitting there. Really? And they were all at $25 on the the store uh, placard. Um, well, I didn't have the Belloc yet. I, I, I don't care for the Belloc figure because I don't particularly want that, uh, you know, that version of him. But to complete my artifact, to get the rest of my Ark of the Covenant, right. I needed to get him. So I scanned them on my on my phone. It said twenty one ninety nine when bought online. I was like, "Well, it's a few bucks off. Whatever. I'll take it up to the, the register. I'll hand it over to them. If it rings up at twenty five, I'll show it to them on the app. They'll always honor that price because I've done that with a bunch of the um, the Super Seven reaction figures that were you know showing up at eight bucks on the app, but they right, were still ringing right. up at twenty in the store. Um, well, she rings it up. It didn't ring up as twenty five bucks. It rang up at eight. <laughs> so nice. cool. So I got my Belloc figure and now I've got my full Ark of the Covenant. And, you know, now he can hang out in the back behind everybody else because he's the least interesting figure in that line, uh, in that uh, that assortment. I so, yeah, check your, those. yeah, check your target. But like I said, it what you scan with your phone on the app and what scans in the store and what is actually listed on the price in the uh, on the um, on well, the peg. Maybe all completely different things that will actually scan when you take it up to the front. If the store scanners actually work, which none of the targets around me have functioning scanners right now, I don't know. Oh, what's all mine going always on. do. That's my, none that's of the one ones thing around that Target's me do. done very well, and not not mine. Well, um, Walmart completely took theirs out. Oh yeah, they're just gone. Mm-hmm. But the the app usually works pretty well with Walmart, and it'll tell you between stores a lot of times what the every time I are. try to scan something in Walmart, it says item not found. Ah, uh, um, but in Target, if there is a store scanner, it will be accurate because it's connected to the local inventory. Mm-hmm. So clearance stuff will show up as clearance. Um, or if you. <laughs> Sometimes if you ask an employee, they'll use the scanner that's connected to that local inventory. Sometimes they'll say, oh, I've got the app on my phone. And I'm like, well, I do too, dum-dum. That's not helpful. <laughs> um, all right. We should move on. Christian. Okay. Um, so we've talked plenty of times about how we have come in and out of Joe collecting um, like I was back in with the 25th, uh, but by the time the 30th came around, I had been out for a while. Um, but I have been going back and trying to, you know, get some of those figures as I discover 
them. And that's what happened this week. Uh oh. So, yeah. So the G.I. Joe Hazard Viper. Oh, yeah. Tell me that the mole from Classifieds oh, yeah. is not influenced by that. Again, because he's not a, I mean, he's a Hazard Viper. So I have somebody to go with air, you know, go against airtight now, but I am a sucker for like bulky outfits. Mm -hmm. Um, and his is just massive. And everything I read on the card, like the, he comes with a briefcase with these three canisters and the canister contained, they had a name for the chemical, but you know, it sounded like this new storyline that they were coming up with because yeah. it was like, ooh, this this dangerous chemical X, you know, whatever it was. Um, he's he's got the gas mask. Uh, just other than the fact that he's colored orange, I just feel like everything about him screamed mole. Um, and I can't wait to open him. And well, I'm I'm hoping we're going to get Hazard Vipers using that mole rat buck. I mean, yeah. it seems like a no-brainer to me, especially considering the mole rat is Walmart exclusive, and we know how they use those exclusives to develop tooling for figures down the line. Yeah, and and you know, man, if I had known this figure, if I had been in Joe when these figures came out, this is the sort of figure that I would have army built, not massively. But it's just so, to me, so cool looking. And yeah. I've so got that's my one. babble. I've got one and I'm not sure where it... Oh, it's in the back because I've got six uh, zombie vipers around it <laughs> up there on the shelf. It's a good um, place for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that is our show for the week. Our music is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast. Follow us on X at G.I. Joe Audible. Our next live stream is October the 9th on the Needless Things YouTube channel. And I will be giving away a G.I. Joe classified eel. Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do so well? You can find me on Flickr.com and Instagram under the name Legion Cub. And Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club that raises money for a fantastic organization called Canines for Warriors. If you're ever at a show and you see us there, stop by and say hello and uh, drop a few bucks in the hat. It goes right to a wonderful cause. Uh, as always, I've had an awesome time talking to you guys about G.I. Joe. For all the listeners, thank you for tuning in, showing up. If you haven't checked out one of our live streams, do it. It's a blast, especially now that we are on StreamYard. And until next time, you, Joe. Cobra.
You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.